This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. And we are excited about God's healing power. Tremendous testimonies going on. How many have been healed by God's power before? Just lift your hand. Everybody look around. There's a witness and testimony that God is a healer. The truth is, if you've been healed of anything, you've been healed by his, his power because he's the healer. It comes through a doctor or whatever means it comes through. He's the healer. The doctor can't heal you. God's the healer. So we've all been healed in that sense, but there is a supernatural healing that we can uh, tap into God's grace and receive from Him. And that's what we've been looking at, God's grace being tapped into by our faith, receiving provision that comes from the cross. And I was thinking about summarizing, this is our, our fourth message on this, what are the foundational principles to receive healing from God? And I thought about these four things. Number one, sickness is a result of sin. This isn't in your notes. This was after I finished the sermon. (laughs) Sickness is a result of sin. You've got to have the understanding. If you think that God is the author of sickness and that he's giving giving sickness to people, you'll not receive your healing. You've got to know that Because of sin, sickness, disease, infirmity entered into the earth. God's plan was Adam and Eve living in a perfect place. There was no sickness. There was no disease. There was no bad weather. There was no calamities until sin entered the earth through Adam and Eve's um, disobedience. So when you think of it like that, And you can just look at Jesus, the way he treated sickness and disease. You know, it said he rebuked it. And I might teach on it sometime what rebuke is. It wasn't just, I rebuke you. I mean, he was letting sickness and disease have it. I mean, he was letting, it was an enemy of God. Just like sin is an enemy of God, sickness and disease is an enemy of God. And God's healing power, it doesn't matter if it's emotional, relational, whatever it is, physical, God's healing power is available for all of us. The second thing I thought about, healing is the will of God. You've got to know that it's God's will to heal you or you'll not receive. You've got to have confidence in this, that God's will is to heal you. And when you get that confidence, you can receive from him. And all of this we've been talking about, of course, in the the, uh, messages. But that's got to be an absolute truth established in your life. That's the will of God to heal you. And then healing is part of our redemption. That healing took place at the cross. The same place that your sins were taken care of, sickness and disease were taken care of. Now, we talked about the most important is forgiveness of sins, being in the family of God, having eternal life. That's the most important. But in this new birth benefits package, 
You might as well take the healing. You can, might as well take the prosperity and the blessing, the peace, the joy. All those are available to us. Yes, the other's more, the most important, but I want it all. If Jesus went to the cross and purchased it for us, I want it all. What about you? And then last, healing is received by faith. Grace makes it available to all, the grace of God. Faith makes it mine. Faith, through faith, I possess the promise. So grace makes it available to all, and faith makes it yours. So looking at Galatians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. So Jesus gave himself for our sins. We know that. But it goes beyond that. He came to deliver us from this present evil world. Salvation is not just once you get to heaven. And that's going to be fabulous, getting to heaven. But God wants you to experience salvation while you're on this earth. And you can experience deliverance from this present evil world. Well, pastor, the world's not evil. Wake up. Just look at the news for just a few moments. It's evil. And, but the Bible says it would increase the darkness. But the bright. The brightness of his gospel would get brighter. The people of God would rise up and say, this is the truth. I have a covenant and my God reigns. And see, getting this understanding that God, we used to just, what was taught was just get saved and then just survive and, and try and make it to the end. And a lot of prayers, get me out of here, God. Instead of reigning in this life. But the word says through the grace of God, you can reign as a king in this life. Didn't he call you a king? He said, I'm the king of kings. I make you a king in the earth to reign in this life. I mean, do you see there's some more that we can attain to? There's some more that we can reach our faith out to. It's unlimited. You won't reach the end of God's grace. And there's always enough. I have prayed for people for healing. They get healed and then you find out there's another thing. Well, let's take care of it. No, that's okay. I just, I save some, it's like save some room for some others. No, God's got unlimited supply. You might as well get it all. And don't put up with that little thing in your life. Just go ahead and believe God for healing. You know, faith pleases Him. You're pleasing Him when you're believing Him and walking in faith. How many want to please God? Use your faith to grab hold of that grace and know that you can be delivered. In fact, that word deliver, when you look at it in the Greek, it means rescue. He came to rescue us. 
He came to save you and keep you here to be His hands and feet in the earth. They came to rescue you from this present world where you can reach out and touch others for Him and bring them into the kingdom for such a time as this. Our God reigns through you because He's given you authority. All power in heaven and earth has been given unto you. Rise up. Rise up. And be delivered. You've been rescued from this present evil world. It's good news. Let me just say this. If you're walking in this life and you don't feel like you're going against the strong current of this world, you're most likely going with it. Because there's an evilness in the world, this age, this time that we're living in. If you're not going strongly against it and feel the current of the stream of this world, you're probably going the wrong way. <laughs> Moving on since I had cited you. <laughs> in Matthew 8, we, we've looked at this, one of our theme verses, the leper came to Jesus and and, and basically, he said, Jesus, I know you can heal me, but will you heal me? And Jesus said, I will be clean. You know, it was the first individual uh, healing that Jesus performed, we see in Scripture. And it was an incurable, it was the worst of the worst cases. Incurable. It's like you have two people together, one has a sore throat, one has incurable cancer, whatever. What the worst AIDS. And Jesus doesn't go to the sore throat. He goes straight to the one with AIDS. And heals them. He still heals the incurables today. He hasn't changed. His power hasn't been shortened. So agree with his will. God is not willing, not willing for you to be sick. He's not willing for you to be depressed, oppressed. He's not willing for you to have your relationship die. He's not willing that your kids go to hell. He's not willing that you be broke. He's not his will. So agree with his will. Agree with him. He's looking for your agreement. He will not force it on you. You have to agree with him. Or you have to believe Agree with his will. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And God wants you to experience the salvation. In uh, James 5.14 it says, Anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him of oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. It's written to believers. You don't have to go. And, and have someone anoint uh, you. You can believe for yourself. There's many different ways to be, to be healed. But notice here it says that the prayer of faith will save the sick. Well, James must have been obviously having a bad day. Because we know save means you give your life to Jesus Christ. But James said save the sick. James had to have something else on his mind that day. I don't know. He's probably praying for his cousin to be saved. His cousin Benny to be saved. 
that shut on them. He's praying and he messes up the scripture and says, save the sick. No, James got it right. He got it right because his word save here is the word salvation. Save or save. And it's the word sozo in the Greek. S-O-Z-O. Now you know a Greek word. Sozo. And you're pronouncing it correctly. Now you can announce as many words correctly in the Greek as your pastor. (laughs) Sozo. What's funny, you'll listen to the experts and they all pronounce it different. This word sozo is over a hundred times in the New Testament. The Schofield Bible And all your commentaries will say it's the inclusive word of Scripture. It covers every promise in the Bible. It's included in this word saved or salvation. The word sozo. Deliverance. Healing. Prosperity. And we see the meaning here. It means heal, save, deliver, protect, do well or prosper, be made whole. Everything is covered in your salvation. Jesus paid and purchased all of this at the cross. All of it. It's been paid for. We're wondering if it's God's will. And God sent Jesus to the cross and by his stripes we're healed. He took our sickness and disease. In 1 Timothy 2.3 it says, This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved or sozo and to understand the truth. This means it's always God's will for everyone to be healed, everyone to be delivered, everyone to be saved, everyone to be protected, everyone to do well, everyone to be made whole. It's always God's will because that was purchased in the salvation at the cross. It's always His will. Do we see all people born again or giving their heart to Jesus Christ? No, but it's been purchased. Do we see all people healed? No, but it's been purchased. Do we see all people delivered? No, but it's been purchased. It's been paid for. It's in your package. I didn't know it was in my benefits package. Well, maybe you should read it. What a novel idea. Read it. Read your covenant papers. That's, you know, that's really why it's important that you go to a church that believes that God heals. I have a lot of friends that go to churches, they don't believe that God's healed, that God heals. You know what they tell me? Well, we never seen one healed. Well, do you pray for the sick? Yeah, we pray for the sick. So you believe in healing? No, we don't believe in healing. Do you believe in forgiveness of sins? Absolutely happening at the cross. Excuse me, I'm being nice here. Do you believe in healing? No, I don't believe in healing. Well, Jesus healed in the Yes, that was for back then. That's all over. It's all done. Have you ever looked up the word saved? Yes, I know what it says. 
You told me before. It's that funny word. I said, sozo, yeah. Sozo. I just don't believe that part, okay? I don't believe that part. It's, uh, it's okay. I'll see you in heaven. You'll get there before me. <laughs> so we see people healed and stuff. Why? We believe it. Romans 10, verse 9, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So, so. The same faith that got you born into the family, it's the same faith that gets you healed. You confess Jesus Christ as your healer. Believe it in your heart and you experience healing. You believe Jesus Christ as your deliverer Believe that in your heart, and things are broken off your life as you speak it forth. Sozo. Prosperity. God wants you blessed. He doesn't want you going around broke all the time. He wants you blessed. But you got to believe it. It's in the Word. It was purchased at the cross. Word says that He became poor. For our sakes that we could be made rich. That our needs could be met. Well, Pastor, rich is a curse word. It is? I didn't know that. Yes, it's a four-letter word. Well, you know the father of our faith, Abraham, it said God made him very rich. Are you saying it stops there? <laughs> It's not that people don't abuse being rich and wealthy. Yes. But I believe if it was in your hands, you'd be a blessing to someone. You would be blessing people, blessing the church, blessing the community. And I say, right here, Lord. Okay, moving on. Hebrews 2, verse 2. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast in every transgression and disobedience received the just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord, was confirmed, uh, confirmed to us by those who heard him? I want you to catch, you can neglect your salvation. And we've all done it. We've all neglected some aspect of our salvation. There's places where you're, you're weak, I might be strong. You might be a strong area, I might be weak. We all are growing and, and working and moving towards believing. Our faith is not trying to get God to do something. It's not trying to make something happen. Our faith is believing something did happen. It did happen at the cross. It's happened. <laughs> I'm trying to make something happen. It's happened. Let's believe it happened. Well, it's so hard. You're a believer. It's not hard. It's not hard. We're good at believing. How many believe that Jesus went to the cross? How many were there? How many saw it? 
When was God born? What? You believe. You're a believer. Just believe the rest. (laughs) Neglect. It means to be careless, to disregard, to make light of, to overlook, to ignore, to fail to give attention or respect to. It's possible for you as a Christian not to pay attention or give that attention to your covenant, to salvation that was purchased at the cross, and you neglect that part and don't experience it. It's possible to be Come a Christian, give your life to Jesus Christ and still live in the same mess that you had before you gave your life to Him. Because you've got to not neglect your salvation. You've got to release faith in it. Because the world is cursed. world system is cursed. If you neglect your salvation, you're going to find yourself under the curse. You're going to find yourself experiencing things you've already been redeemed from. If you neglect your salvation. Because God's God's done his part. God's done his part. What part's left? Our part. What's our part? Belief. And believe's not just, oh, I believe. Believe is an action word. Believe is believing and to the point you're acting on it. That's believing. Well, I, I believe in tithing. Are you tithing? No, you don't believe it. You will do what you believe. Okay. Numbers 21, verse 7. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. We're spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he may take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent of bronze, set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. Now, I mentioned this last week, that this is a type of Jesus on the cross. But the Lord told me to expound on a part of it, and that's what I'm going to do. But think about those people. They had to think this was the craziest thing in the world. Put a a snake up on a stick and look at it, you'll be healed. Do you not think there was some grumbling and complaining going on? Of course, they had just repented. They were upset at God, upset at Moses, and the snakes come out. They opened the door to sin. Sin came, and snakes were biting them. They are dying. And they go to Moses and said, would you talk to God for us? We repent. And God, God tells Moses, uh, put a snake up on the stick. And all those that look at it, they'll be healed. And if you look at medical centers and stuff, that's what they use. You'll see, you ever wondered about that? What's that symbol? Is that a snake up there? <laughs> it is. They got it from this. But what I want you to see is they had to look at it. It wasn't a glance. They had to look at it. They had to look at the cross. Look at the word. It wasn't just a glance. They had to steadfastly look. And you'll see it here. Uh, Verse 9, And Moses made a serpent of bronze, put it on the pole. 
if a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked to the serpent of bronze attentively, expectantly, with a steady, absorbing gaze, he lived. When you look this up in the original, it's not just a, a passing look or a glance. They looked steadfastly and put their attention on it, expecting to be healed. What's the picture for us? We look at the cross. We look at the word expecting to be healed. Giving our attention to it. Giving it our focus. In John 3, 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So the serpent on the pole was a type of Jesus. Jesus, when he walked to earth, he was the Lamb of God. When he was on that pole, he was the serpent or the curse. He, he took our sickness, our disease. And when I see that on the cross, I look steadfastly at it. Healing starts flowing in my body and in my life. What are we doing? Faith comes by hearing. Where you're giving attention to. Faith comes for provision, deliverance, all the same way. So we need to make the Bible the basis of our beliefs. That's what Abraham did. He looked not in his body, but he had been given the promise, so he looks at the promise. I call it the look of faith. Faith will just keep on looking. Just keep on looking until it happens. In Romans 4.19, it says, He did not weaken in faith, it's Abraham, when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead because it was about 100 years old, when he considered the barrenness, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb. This is a hopeless situation. This is, there's no hope in the natural for this to ever happen. But in Genesis 17, God told Abram, Abraham, he said, I will make you, in fact, he said, I have made you the father of many nations. You ever notice that God talks in the past tense a lot? As far as God was concerned, it was a done deal. What's the same with us about the cross? We were healed. It's a done deal. And Abraham, it said he didn't get weak when he considered his, his body. He wasn't weakened in faith because he looked beyond the problem to the promise. He kept looking at the promise. You can look at the word until the truth will overcome the symptoms in your body, the pain in your body, whatever's going on in your body. It can become a higher truth than what you're experiencing. You keep looking at the cross. It's called the fight of faith. And I, I've got that in your notes. Look beyond the problem to the promise. Now, his believing, Abraham's believing went beyond just, oh wait, he didn't just go around, I believe. See, God changed his name where his name would mean father and mean nature. He didn't just say, well, I believe, I believe, I believe. Sarah, say, say you believe. I believe, I believe. There had to be some doing of the word. There had to be some action. There was no baby coming without some action. There had to be some faith. There was no commercials on TV to help them. 
If you're 100 years old, we have special super duper whatever call in collect. 1-800-GET-PREGNANT-100. And they just hit on the, the, the elderly. They have lost their minds. <laughs> no. It wasn't there. But what did Abraham do? He kept looking at the promise. He kept hearing the word. The word was Abraham. He kept hearing Sarah. Their names were changed to reflect the promise. The promise or the word of God has power in it to bring about the very thing that you're looking at. So here's Abraham. One day their, their believing took action and they have a baby. Wow. A miracle happened. It wasn't a, a natural thing. It was supernatural. You think they got everyone's attention around them? You're what? Uh, Sarah's pregnant. Huh? Man, Abraham, I knew you were mixed up, but you're confused now. You've lost it. And you're wanting to buy a crib. I tell you what, buddy, I'm going to give you mine. But if you don't go to that doctor and get your head examined, you're going to find yourself in the mess. Pregnant. And then his wife runs into Sarah. What are you doing here, Sarah? I'm just looking at the cribs and stuff. Abraham said your husband was going to give us one by one new one. After all, we're very rich, you know. And we can't afford it. We won't do one. You mean Abraham has talked you into this? You really believe it? What do you mean believe it? Put your hand right here. I'll let you feel the promise. Something kicked me. There's a baby in there. I need your God. Something's going on here. <laughs> you keep looking until you hold the promise. Once you hold the promise, you got it. Zach and Angie have baby Megan. They're believing God for a baby. They're looking at the promise. But every time they see Megan now, that's the promise. They're holding the promise. That's the picture. You keep looking until you hold it. Until you have it. As far as healing, you look... And it doesn't matter what the symptoms say. You disregard the pain. You disregard your thoughts of unbelief and doubt. And you just speak the truth. Stop, speak, stop listening to yourself and start speaking to yourself. It comes by faith. Well, pastor, I know such and such, they died. Were they born again? Yes. Well, they're in an awesome place. Hallelujah, it's great. But what about you? It's available. Romans 4.20 No unbelief or distrust made him waver. I love this. No unbelief or distrust made him waver. Doubtingly question. 
concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God, fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and do what he had promised. He stopped listening to his body, looking at his body, looking at Sarah's body, and we just kept looking at the promise. And he did not let doubt and unbelief overcome the promise. That's his confidence was in God. See, it's not about us being something. It's about him being something. I'm just believing what he did. Proverbs uh, 4.20, I'm on uh, end with this. It says, my son, attend to my words, consent, and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all diligence. And above that, uh, that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. Above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. That's what our healing and wellness center is about. You're coming and giving attention to God, to the Word. And hands are laid and, and anointing is released. That's what tonight's about. We're going to get in God's presence and you need healing. We're going to lay hands in God's healing power. See, if you'll come with an open heart, the anointing can actually override where you're at, maybe in your faith. If you'll be open. Now, if that makes sense, I'm, you can be healed in many different ways. You can believe yourself and be healed. You can have hands laid on you. But there's a healing anointing, a corporate anointing that you can come. I've had people get healed and they got delivered at the same time. We never prayed for them to get delivered. They were just in the presence of God and got delivered. Last night of worship, I got healed. Never asked God for it or anything. I had this big bump inside my mouth I've had for years. I was comfortable with it. Never even thought about it. Never prayed about it or anything. It didn't bother me until I bit it sometime. Didn't even think about it. Then it was gone. Just gone. What happened? It was just the anointing of God. There will be healings tonight. There will be miracles tonight because of the anointing of God. Two years ago, I prayed for a lady that for 16 years had crippling arthritis. And I'm at this, this service and have her then bring her up and pray for her. And the whole time she's going, I believe God's my healer. I believe God's my healer. Prayed for her and the pain went down some. And I said, that's God's healing power. And I, something caught my ear. The way she said it, said, you're waiting on God to heal you, aren't you? She said, yes, I believe he's my healer. God's waiting on you to receive. He's already did 2,000 years ago. Believe that he has. You know what? She changed. It was just getting her to make a choice to believe, really. Just believe that he has. And just like that, she the power of God hits her, and she walks around healed. We had a lot of other people got healed after that just because they saw that. 
just a little tweak. And see, we choose to believe. I just make a choice to believe God whether I feel like it or not. Just choosing. Just that choosing to give attention. Choosing to come tonight and pursue your healing by giving attention to it. And then letting God's anointing flow. God's power flow. He's a healer. He'll do the miraculous. He said, I don't respect your persons. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for me. He'll do it. Well, pastor, you don't understand. I got issues. Who doesn't? These are big issues. I've had people healed, and then God deals with them over those issues. God's big enough to heal you in the anointing and then deal with those issues. Isn't that backwards? Well, I prefer people to deal with the issues before, but if God wants to heal them before and then they deal with it, that's his business. <laughs> well, I've never heard such a thing. Well, when you, when you look at the Word, you'll see that even the word healed is used for deliverance. The same as healing. You can be in the anointing and that addiction can break free from you. Through that healing anointing. It says they were healed and, and it was saying they were delivered from demonic spirits. And the word says they were healed. That healing anointing flowed and people were set free from things. But you come tonight and you don't have full manifestation, don't turn your faith off. Because God's power started working in your body. Keep it turned on. I've had people two or three days later say, all the pain's gone, I'm healed. But if they'd turned their faith off, they wouldn't have gotten it. How many want to see God's miracle working power? His healing power? We come tonight in corporate unity and give our hearts and praise and worship. He'll do it. He'll do it. He's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. Heard a testimony about <laughs> a horse that was healed. I don't know the horse's name. I don't know if it was Ed or what. God just happened to catch us a little testimony. And this guy told this woman, said, uh, what's wrong? She said, I need a vet. My horse um, poked something in his eye. It was a desperate situation. And uh, he said, this is what popped out again. He said, you don't need a vet. You need God. He goes, what? And he prayed for this horse's eye. And they took the, got the vet out to see the horse whatever that arrangement. And the doctor said the eye was perfect. But they had done surgery on this horse before. And the vet said we had removed, there was some scar tissue or something on this surgery. Said it was like there was no surgery. Said all the scar was gone, everything. Completely healed.
We've had a whole bunch of healings, but I want a whole lot more. What about you? If you have pain going down your back right here, God's touching it right now. That happened during praise and worship. I just felt again. I don't know what you did there. If you have a lump in your breast, it's gone. You can check it. Tell me. Tell us tonight. Give a testimony. Thing is, it's gone. We're not even going to pray. It's gone. Somebody's concerned about a cyst, or I want to say it's in female part. And the Lord says, look to the cross, that God's your healer. And this isn't a, a bad thing. This isn't a thing to be worried about. You love the Lord, but God also wants you to know he's a healer. Does God heal in process? Yeah, he'll heal in process. He'll heal instantly. The process, because we're processing Who is it that has that pain that's on the left side here at the neck? Would you mind if I prayed for you? How long has that been there? Boy, that thing's rough. I don't like that. Mm. It was bad enough it pulled me out of worship some, and worship was good. We're just going to pray. And just believe God to take care of that. Did you injure it? You don't know. Okay. I'm just going to put my hand and just, we're going to pray and believe God, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, I command all that pain to go in Jesus' name. Is it this one? It, yeah, it has to be that. I'm on the wrong side. In the name of Jesus, we command all that pain, all that discomfort to leave now in Jesus' name. Pain go. Set her free, Jesus. Set her free. Thank you, Lord, for authority over this. Whatever needs to happen, Lord, in this neck and shoulder and coming down, Lord, we believe for your supernatural creative power to be released in her now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want you to move it some. Just start moving it some. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. How is it? You don't feel no pain? Isn't Jesus good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your anointing, your power, on your daughter. Never, ever come back again in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your great love for each of us and for her. We give you honor. We give you glory. You're so good, Jesus. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. Awesome. Awesome. God is good.
bow our heads. If you never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's no better time than now. He loved you. He died for you. He went to the cross for you. If I was going to ask you, if you were to die, would you go to heaven? What would your answer be? If you say, well, I hope so, that's not the right answer. That won't get you there. You might say, well, I believe in God. Well, the devil believes in God, that there is a God. He doesn't believe any. He believes there is one. (laughs) Jesus made it clear. He said, you must be born again. And what that means, you give Jesus your whole heart and your whole life. When you do that, you experience new life. And when you leave this earth, you go straight into his presence. And you'll be with him for all eternity. But your salvation starts now, as soon as you receive Him. You need to escape this present evil world. You need Jesus in your life. Some of you have, you've been going with the stream of this world. And you need to turn around and go the other way. Because God doesn't want you to neglect your salvation. He wants you to have that peace and that joy. He's a great God. He's a great God. And He is worthy of our surrender. He's worthy of our surrender. We sing that song, Surrender. Pastor Rob was talking about surrendering. What are you doing? You're surrendering to freedom. You're surrendering to all the heartache and all the miseries and the evilness of this world. You're surrendering to love. You're surrendering to Him who died for you. He's worthy of all of our lives. He's worthy of us giving and laying down everything at His feet. He's a glorious King and a great God. If you need Him today, I want you to lift your hand up and say, that's me. I need Him Today, I'm making the decision for Christ. And I'm going to ask him into my heart and my life. Anyone in this place. If you recognize, when I said you've been running with the stream of this world. And you're lukewarm. I want you to stand up. I want you to be bold enough to stand up. Say, that's me, but it's over with now. Lord wants you to know your act of standing up, he's going to fire you up. He's going to put a holy passion within your life that you've never experienced before. Something that you've yearned and looked for, but it's been away from you. But Lord said, the surrender and not being ashamed to even stand in the midst of the family of God and saying, that's me. And change will come. And passion will come. And fire will come. And you'll not recognize yourself. Because your life is about to be revolutionized and changed forever. You'll not be the same. And whoever that is, you can come up to the prayer partners. Later they can pray for you. 
But you can have it right now. You can have it right now. I'm going to do it one more time. I don't normally do this. I don't like doing this. I don't like to put people on the spot. It's not my thing. I work not to, tell you the truth. It's going to say it one more time. It's one person. Your heart's beating fast. Let's go ahead and stand up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to thank you for standing up. No one needs a look. He's this this one is standing. He's about to have such a life change. Just lift your hands, sir. We're all going to pray together. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for your great love. I thank you for forgiveness. I've been running with the world. But today, I repent and I turn and I go the other way. Thank you, Lord. Infuse me with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to live this life. Change me, Lord. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. Fall my heart. And all my life. In Jesus' name. Sir, at the, when the prayer partners come down at the end, I want you to come. I want them to pray for you. Lay hands on you. Hallelujah. Give God thanks. Thank you, Lord. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. Yeah.